0: All right, welcome back into the conversation. It's Christine Jewell, and today I'm starting a three-part relationship series on really building thriving relationships, and specifically, we are unpacking how to move from the place of either crazy codependency where we can't function without each other to the place of interdependency, right? Where we actually have these healthy dynamics moving from the place of fierce independence where we don't need anyone or anything and we operate as a lone wolf into the place of healthy relational dynamics, right? Where we actually have our own identities, we have our own things going on and we can actually thrive. And I want to say that this applies, this conversation, this series applies to all relationships relationships. I'm a big advocate of really working on our innermost relationship first, the relationship with ourselves, the relationship with God, our marriages, because I fundamentally believe and know in every cell and fiber of my being that if we get those foundations right, every other relationship in our life is just a multiplier, right? It just works. If we get the foundations right, then we have a springboard. We have rocket fuel on which everything else can take off, can launch. So you've heard me say this a lot, and I really, again, I know that I know from my own life experience, right? We know that wisdom comes from one of two places, either learned experience, earned experience, that is us going through, you know, having to get beat down, broken down through our own stubbornness and life experiences, and many of us have hopefully earn some wisdom. It's only wisdom if you actually embody it and make adjustments moving forward. Otherwise, we end up in the foolish game of repeating the past. The other way to get wisdom is actually to hear it, to listen to a guide, a mentor, a coach, someone who's gone before you and gain that wisdom, gain those gems from somebody else. So whether you're in the struggle bus now, whether you're at those crossroads where it feels like, man, I've those relationships are burning down around you and you can't seem to relax inside of your relationships. You're constantly on edge, walking on eggshells, feeling uncomfortable with showing up as your true self, right? Hiding things. I want to encourage you that the more you recognize that you can change the game. Everything changes the moment you decide it does, and you can change the dynamic of your marriage. You could change the dynamic of your relationship with your children. You can change the dynamic inside of your teams. The minute you decide to take radical ownership, to open your eyes to the way that you've been showing up is the moment things begin to reorganize in your atmosphere. So here's the deal, you guys, I work with a lot of couples, clients, men and women who are going through some hard things, right? That why that's that's when we reach out to a coach, right? I'm having this block, this mountain I can't seem to overcome it. There's this belief or something, the wall that is just pressing up against me. Oftentimes for my clients that wall is that they're going through some sort of separation, something's hit hard in their marriage and their relationship has just shaken the foundation to the core. You don't necessarily have to be divorced or at that crossroads of going through that, but something has really shaken things up and you are in the squeeze, right? They're in the pressure cooker and we're in in these times when they're transitioning, right? Either trying to heal the relationship, get the relationship back together. And again, uh, all relationships are pretty, you know, how we do relationships, how we do our marriage is often how we lead our teams and how we operate outside of that. I mean, everywhere you go, there you are, right? So I'm just talking to all of us who really want to build a healthy relationship, but specifically to those of you who are maybe finding yourself in the season and the time of turmoil and that wilderness where you're just like unsettled in relationship. You have not been able to have a healthy, calm, peaceful relationship. There's always chaos or drama or fighting and battling or avoidance and Maybe you don't have all that, but you really want to elevate the game because I'm a big believer that the better it gets, the better it gets. And so this isn't just for those of you in the grind. This conversation is also for those of you who maybe have come out of that or are coming out of it, but we have to have eyes to be very aware of how we operate, how those old programs show up so that we can continue to grow and continue to move forward and not backslide. So I'm in this conversation with you. I'm practicing these things. I'm aware of these things in my marriage today. And also how I structure my relationships with my team members, my clients, you know, everything, my children. So let's dive into this conversation. I want to start here. You know, today I want to talk about codependency. I want to talk about codependency. And the reason why I mentioned it a couple of times is that You know, so many times in relationship, we get in this place where we are really anxiously attached (laughs) to one another. We're so dependent on each other. On the loved ones in our lives and we feel responsible for their feelings, for their actions, for their behaviors. You guys, I did an episode on redefining boundaries. I don't know how many episodes ago. I'll drop the link below, but I talked about how that is just such a faulty program that keeps us in this place of friction and pressure and overwhelm is when we have this belief system that I am responsible for your feelings, your reactions, your happiness, right? Everything that you did. And we have this entanglement essentially going on. So that's, you know, for for lack of a better word, that's the definition of codependency is a psychological concept referring to people who feel extreme amounts of dependence on their loved ones, right? In their lives and extreme dependence. Okay. Pay attention to that. Meaning I can't function without you effectively or for very long, or I can't function without you needing me for very long right? So this might look like, and again, this is not exactly it, but I'm going to give some examples. So this might look like always needing to check in or always needing to be checked in on. How are you doing? What are you feeling? What's going on? Right? Why hasn't that person texted me? Do they still need me? Do they still love me? Like, is everything okay? And your nervous system is actually getting anxious and agitated when maybe other people are not checking in. This can look like micromanaging people, micromanaging your spouse, controlling behaviors, right? Especially over others. Um, so pay attention. I'm going to drop into a couple different symptoms and signs of codependency. So, you know, things that we notice as low self-esteem, especially when we're on our own, Right. We're dancing around the other person. Like, how are they acting? How are they behaving? What are they saying about us? Right. A a lot of anxiety, a lot of feeling stressed. Right. Um, having a hard time saying no, no to our team members, no to our clients, no to our kids, no to our loved one because. Below the surface, there's this idea that if I say no, that either means that I don't love you, I don't care about you, or that you'll think I don't love you, I don't care about you. So this idea of having healthy, (laughs) loving boundaries that can say maybe no is not right now or not this way, or I'm actually doing something else right now, but I see you and I see you have a need, this guilt and heaviness that comes with actually being able to say no. And I see this a lot. I want to say, I see this a lot also in, in leaders, especially high performers that overextend themselves by volunteering on a gazillion different organizations, chairing different things, right? We're addicted to being needed. We're addicted to being wanted. We're addicted to being significant. We're addicted to being the savior, the fixer, the one. We are addicted to being the source of everything for everyone. Be very careful if you're there. And I know if you're listening to this podcast is because you can resonate with this and I know this place so well because man, it was my home base. It was my emotional home base, my physical home base. It's just how I operated and I thought, you know, for so many years, decades, I thought, well, hey, you know what? This is awesome. Like I am the one because I'm the strong one, I'm the capable one, I'm the skilled one, I'm the one who's got the shit together that's doing the work. The that's doing the personal development. And these people aren't, they need me. And I'm going to say that yes, people need each other, but there's this fine line that we cross where our ego and our pride and our wounds really are running the show where we are really making ourselves the source of everything. So, you know, other symptoms are feeling compelled to, I just said this to fix and take care of everything and jump in and give opinions. And y'all, I mean, I saw a little bit of this creep up the other day. (laughs) My brother was visiting, was going through some stuff and I was like, I could feel my nervous system, right? Like my body wanting to like jump in and and have something to make him feel better and have something to to, you know, give him advice or fix the situation or let him see the other side. But really maybe he just needed somebody to listen. And I want to say that it always shows up, like we are always working on these behaviors and these patterns and these these histories, right? Um, in layers. And it's easier to practice these things with the, the more distant relationships. It gets more challenging and more triggering the more intimate our relationships are. So with our family members, with our children, with our p- intimate partner, our husband, our wife, that's where the real, like the real stuff shows up and you get to really practice these things It's easier to say no when there's more distance, but the more intimate, the closer someone is, the more that weight, the more that desire, the more that need, right, to be wanted, to be significant, to be loved and respected by them is. So, some other quick things. So, that feeling compelled, right, that compelling, like, oh my gosh, I have to do this, this obligation. If I don't do it, everything in the world's going to part fall apart. I'm the only one that can save my kid. I'm the only one that can get them out of this mess. I'm the only one that can fix this problem at work. And we start bottlenecking everything in our business when we do that, don't we? (laughs) So other symptoms, having a need to control every little thing. We talked about the micromanaging or checking in on every detail or being anxious when we're not in the loop on every detail, right? That may be another way that it manifests. Fixating on our past mistakes, or fixating on the mistakes of other people, right? So we're just like, we can't let it go. We're beating ourselves up. Why did I do that? What was I thinking? And also we do that sometimes with our most loved ones and we don't even realize we're doing it. And the other big ones here that I just want to land on are Denying our own needs, our own foundational needs, like sometimes our very basic primal needs for rest, for nourishment, for food, right? For love and connection. We will deny, you know, our own basic needs in order to run and get somebody else's imagined needs or immediate needs. It sounds like met. Now there is a time I want to say that there's a caveat here because of course there's a time, you know, if I see that one of my kids is on the verge of something serious happening and I got to jump in, you know, there's requiring that discernment to know when, when is it really essential that I intervene and I go in and I help and I literally need to throw this person the life vest because they're sinking versus somebody who's in the water, maybe pretending, wailing and kicking because they're looking for that attention. Or maybe they're just playing around and it just looks like that they need help. So I'll just jump in. But really, maybe they're just playing around or they're wrestling or they're figuring out how to swim. They're figuring out how to tie their shoes. They're figuring it out. They're wrestling with it, processing, right? And we get afraid of letting that person wrestle with things. And we get so insecure around it. And again, it's a reflection of our own inability and insecurity around being uncomfortable, not having the answers, not having the solution, right? Not being in control. The last thing I want to say here is really, I, as with a lot of these things, there's a confusion, a distortion of what healthy love looks like? What healthy holding space for each other looks like? What healthy being there and caring for each other and you know holding space for each other, but also giving each other room to breathe and grow, right? What is the balance there? And I, I'm going to say that there's no right or wrong way. This is a, a definitely a very personal journey, but I'll say this. If it's contracting you and you're always walking on eggshells and you are constantly anxious, at home with your partner in intimate situations, literally, you know, and you're dancing around trying to please and appease everybody's opinions and what they think you should do and what they think you shouldn't do. And a lot of this is an internal dialogue we have. It's very life-sucking, right? It is not life-building. It actually creates more darkness, more heaviness, more weight, emotional weight, physical weight, right? Spiritual weight. And we start feeling heavier and we're taking all this stuff on. So a big red flag for me to know, like, what is that fine line? I always say, is this actually life-giving? Is this expansive? Or is this contracting life? Is this taking life away? So I wanted to jump into a couple of those symptoms or manifestations of what that might look like in our life. And, you know, at some level, If you're human, you probably have had some codependent traits in your own life. I mean, you're human. You've experienced some sort of trauma in your lifetime. You know, you've been on this planet and. This isn't about just slapping labels on things. It's just about creating more self-awareness, self-reflection, and being able to move forward so that we can create a healthier environment for ourselves, for our children, for our teams. And I'm really passionate about this right now, this season of my life, of really building healthy, thriving relationships so that we can have a new wave of leaders and communities that are operating and moving, not from a place of pain, trying to move away from pain all the time, ruled by fear, but really moving from a place of inspiration and collaboration and safety, emotional safety and physical safety. And that may sound idealistic or a little bit like pie in the sky, but I believe that that's the kingdom way, right? That's the kingdom way. We're designed to have healthy, thriving relationships where we can multiply and prosper. So, I want to, I want to say this too, you know, where does this come from? We can get to the roots, but at the core, we know what it is, right? It's that fear of being abandoned. It's that fear of rejection of fear of being left, not accepted, not belonging to the tribe. I mean, this is like grassroots primal needs of safety, right? Am I safe? Will I be part of the tribe? If we're not part of the tribe and we're an outcast, I mean, we're going to die in the wilderness, right? So at the roots, this is very primal in nature, And it's also part of the original wounding, right? Of the separation. The other thing is that fear of being cast out or abandoned, right? That we'll, we'll have to deal with it on our own and we won't be loved. So there's both this fear of safety, right? And survival, but also the next layer is that, will I be loved? Will I be worthy? Will I be wanted, right? What do I have to bring to the table? And actually I was having this conversation with my brother. (laughs) Hopefully you won't mind me sharing this. But, you know, we were having this conversation around what is the value that I can bring to the relationship? And sometimes we have a very distorted idea of the value that we have to bring to the relationship. Because if you think like my only value lies in what I'm able to fix right? Or who I'm able to save. And I said this to him is you will be forever looking for somebody to save. You will just keep looking for some problem to fix. And so the problems and the helpless victims will keep showing up in your atmosphere. So paying attention to that is key, right? Being aware and paying attention. So when we recognize, okay, these are some of the roots, and again, you guys, I go much deeper in my one-on-one work when I take clients through the process of initiation, when I take clients through the deep uh, work of healing their hearts and restoring their marriages and their relationships, we unpack all of this. So if you want to know more about coaching with me and working with me one-on-one, Or as a couple, you can drop below and click on the link to apply to work with me. But once we get to the root and we recognize like, okay, here's what the root of this is. We don't have to keep reacting to the surface. We can hold space for that need, that core need to be accepted, to be loved and recognize, okay, that's part of our human design. But am I chasing the wrong thing? Am I going to the wrong well to get that need met? right? Am I making this person the source of my value and worth? And that's what it means to be codependent. In a way, it's like we are the source for other people, but actually they are also the source for us. So we're trying to source and feed off each other. This is again, very parasitic. I'm going to say that. Okay. So if you imagine a parasite, it's like you're sucking and feeding of each other. The person who's always saving, always fixing, always controlling, always doing is getting their sense of power, is getting their sense of confidence, is getting their sense of control from the I want to say the weaker link, right? The submissive one in a way. The person that's receiving all of the help all the time, that's tends to be more helpless and you know, the damsel in distress, not able to think for themselves or solve for themselves, or keeps manifesting these, these um issues. And is dependent on the other person to be the source of all of their comfort, all of their peace, all of their direction, all of their strength. So number one, we're really doing that person a disservice because we're disempowering them. We're taking away their strength. We're taking away their own confidence. We're taking away their own safety because if we're the source of it, then the minute we're not there, they don't know how to feel safe in their own body. The flip side of that is that if they're the source of your worthiness and your value and you're needing to prove that you are adding value to something, man, the minute that they don't have a problem to fix, you won't know what to do with yourself. And so here the game ensues, right? This is huge, you guys. I hope that you get this. So I want to share some some a quick thought here. If we can realize the distortion is now that we are making each other the source and we're playing this game, we're literally like sourcing from each other. We're taking from each other to get ourselves filled up. We can realize how inverted that system is. And we know that every time we do that, we're taking from someone which actually depletes the relationship. So we feel temporarily better when we've gone to take, but immediately soon after it doesn't last, right? We're starved again. We're depraved again. We're thirsty again. And we're in this incessant loop. I believe that this is really a form of idolatry. And this is what I tell my clients all the time. For those of you who are looking at things from a kingdom perspective, is that codependent relationships are really a form of idolatry because now if that person is the source of all things, then what they say about me, what, whether they approve or not, whether or not they need me, whether or not they respect me or say this about me or whatever, that is where I get all of my identity, all of my worth, all of my safety, all of my security. Now they become, they're on the pedestal, right? They're the idol, right? They're the golden calf. They're the thing that I worship. And this is actually what happens is we actually are worshiping each other, like below the surface, it's at a very spiritual level, right? So I think that the first key here, and as I talk always about the multidimensional body is to bring our awareness to that, like how much of my mental bandwidth is going to thinking about what that other person is doing and thinking and saying, how can I become more, how can I take my thoughts captive? Right? How can I take my thoughts captive? And instead of being held a hostage to that other, the thoughts of what that other person is doing, I can redirect the thoughts internally. What can I focus on right now that is within my own control? Right? Where can I get my value and worth from now, right here, right now, in this moment? Let me remember. And we can start redirecting our thoughts. And we are the masters of those thoughts. We can take our bodies captive, right? Instead of, you know, we can come back into our bodies. I don't want to say that. I'm going to kind of rewrite that last piece. Not that we're taking our bodies captive, but we're not allowing our bodies to be hijacked. We're not allowing our nervous systems to just be hijacked because every time mentally our consciousness sort of exits our body and we're all up in somebody else's space, you also notice it feels like your body's been hijacked, right? Your nervous system starts freaking out. You feel ungrounded unsettled, right? And so this is about bringing more of us back into the here and now, into our physical bodies, into our homes, into our temples. And the more you are, the more you show up in your body right here, right now, the more present you are, the more potency you have, the more you feel more of yourself. Also the house, the body is the temple where we meet the spirit. So every time we exit the body, we're disembodied and we're disconnected from the spirit. So of course, we're going to feel lost. Of course, we're going to feel disillusioned. Of course, we're going to feel disoriented. So from the physical perspective, we've got to come back home into our body. The mental perspective, we've got to take our thoughts captive and come back into being the directors of our thoughts. What meaning am I giving to this, right? Where am I giving power right now? We get curious. We start asking better questions and this begins the path, you guys, to overcoming this codependency, this awareness. As we ask questions, we increase awareness. And once we have awareness, now we can take a different action. Now we can begin to practice different drills. We can start to integrate and do different things instead of just repeating mindlessly the behaviors. We got to be in our bodies. We can't be hijacked physically. We can't be hijacked mentally. So the first order of business is reclaiming the territory of your mind, getting curious, asking questions, becoming an observer of our thoughts, really dropping into our bodies. And then emotionally just noticing, right? How much energy, how much power am I giving to this thing right now? Wow. Isn't that interesting? Instead of judging it, isn't that interesting how much guilt is washing over me right now? And I literally just went through this exercise about an hour before I recorded this podcast because the situation came up and all of a sudden I realized I had this like big wave of sort of obligation and guilt wash over me about something. And I was like, whoa, isn't that interesting? Where is that coming from? What's that about? And I realized that I had a little bit of old programming here around still being dependent on some external sources uh, in order to validate my value, the value that I was bringing instead of really coming from the place of knowing without a shadow of a doubt, the value, the heart of service that I'm bringing, that I'm pouring and giving the best that I can. Right. And I'm going to let it, I'm going to plant that seed. I'm going to let the seed do what it does without needing the external validation all the time. So I'm sharing this podcast because it's fresh. Um, so let's dive into some quick tips where we're coming. I already gave you some really good ones. But number one, I want to invite you to take radical ownership. Radical own. <laughs> radical honesty about the current status get radically honest with yourself you know so many of the times we just live in denial don't we were like no it's fine we want to stick our heads in the sand we want to keep avoiding things but the reality is if we're anxious and we feel hijacked by our teams by our kids by our husband by our wife by everything else we got to get honest about that because we're operating in a slave system and we need to like get things back in the right order without judging it, without making it right or wrong, just recognizing, whoa, that is just no longer the way I want to live. That's not what I'm called to live. uh, Things are not in the right place. You know, I've been worshiping these clients, these team members, my spouse, instead of really putting God first. So radical honesty, number two is get in the decision. You guys hear me say this all the time, but decisive energy is potent and it's powerful. So get in decision to create something different. Get in decision to heal the wounds, you know, heal the dysfunctional patterns and establish a healthy dynamic. Everything changes the minute we decide it does. Meaning the minute we're not one foot in, one foot out, kind of flip-flopping. Well, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to make this decision sometimes and it's scary because it means that person is no longer going to need us for everything, you know, a million percent. And that's scary because then who are you when everybody doesn't need you? Who are you when there's not problems to fix 24 seven? So for your ego making this decision, I just want to say this for a minute is one of the big, big, big challenging places, these intersections. And that's again, where I think, you know, working with a coach, working with a mentor can really help you see the cost of operating in this place. Like what is actually costing you versus the illusionary fear of what you're going to give up and really move you into place of everything you have to gain. So having that person in your corner that can offer insight, perspective, bring you back to the core truths and get you out of these lies and mental programs is key. Number three I think this is a huge one, is tips for overcoming this codependent nature is you've got to take a break. You've got to disconnect. There is so much entanglement happening at this level. Soul ties, energetic entanglements, like mental entanglements. It's almost like you can't, you don't know your thoughts anymore, really. What are your thoughts, their thoughts? What's your energy, their energy? It's just like a melting pot of a hot mess. We need to pull away. We need to physically detach. And that can look like just taking breaks, taking quiet moments instead of depending on each other. We always have to do everything together. We got to be together 24 seven. Can we take physical breaks? Right. That was a huge thing. I'm going to say this. One of my addictions in the past when I was operating in very codependent patterns inside of my relationships is I could not do anything alone. I felt really uneasy. It didn't matter if it was a bike ride or a workout or anything like going out or spent having a Saturday without having it full of plants and cramming a bunch of activities into the day. You know, as long as I had something to do and somebody to entertain and somebody to fix or somebody to be with me, I was fine. But if I didn't have that, it was like there was this just thing going on in the, in my nervous system. There was just like current, this almost like it was buzzing with discomfort, right? Because I didn't know what to do with myself. This is so important. If you hear nothing else from today's episode, training yourself to take these mental breaks, these physical breaks, these emotional breaks from other people's energy other people's space and learning to be in your own body with your own heart with your own spirit with your own thoughts this is huge okay because now this person this external relationship is no longer the source of all of your thoughts all of your emotions all of your comfort and you have to start going Internal, you have to start going within, and this goes into the next one, which is learning in these moments when we are, you know, disconnecting or pulling back a little bit, coming back into our own space to nourish ourselves in healthier ways, right? Learn to train ourselves to feed ourselves in healthier ways, right? Instead of just always needing to be plugged in (laughs) like a socket to somebody else, asking them what they think, asking them what they feel, like needing them to. be with us, we can start to plug in to a different source. Maybe that looks like prayer. Maybe that looks like meditation. Maybe that looks like just being quiet and reading some books that are really nurturing to you. Maybe that looks like going for walks just to calm your nervous system down or, you know, there's so many ways, but learning and training yourself to be fed, to be nourished, to be grounded is so key, right? And um, I want to say the last two things here is redefine the relationship the dynamic of that relationship and what healthy engagement gets to look like, right? I think this is an ongoing conversation. This is not a one and done, but this is about, this is what it gets to look like when we're operating in a healthy dynamic. Identify it, name it, put it on paper, and you got to keep revisiting every day. Am I operating in the healthy place or am I operating in the dysfunctional place? Without judging yourself, you're going to have times that you backslide and that's okay, but you start to create contrast so you can see the difference in the two worlds. The last thing I want to say here as I hop is really don't do this alone. I mean, it is so hard to go through these things alone get support in your process if you are in a season of life where you're having awareness that some of your dysfunctional patterns have been playing out maybe for decades maybe for years maybe for generations and now you're like watching your dad's life all over again or your mother's life or you're like damn I I'm, I'm I sound like my father I sound like my mother people are telling you that pay attention, right? Don't let another decade go by. Don't think you have to do this alone. I mean, this is our work, right? And I really believe as leaders, we are being called as leaders, as men and women to reset a new standard for relationships, a healthy functional dynamic for how we operate in our marriages in our parenting relationships, as leaders inside of our teams. And everything starts with us setting new standards, healing our stuff and creating these new dynamics so that again, they can be springboards and foundations where people can flourish. We can create a whole different future, not only for ourselves, but everyone that is around us because everywhere we go, there we are, right? So do not do this alone. Get support. There's a couple ways that I can support you. You guys, you can do private mentoring and coaching. I take a handful of people every quarter for a private um, immersive experience into the heart, out of your head, into your heart to really heal the stuff and set the foundations in place for a healthy relationship. I work with couples as well. And we have a beautiful uh, flagship program called the Roundtable where we take people through this process of initiation. So I encourage you to click on the links below, take a look at those programs, reach out. You can connect with me on Instagram at the Christine Jewel with any questions as well. We would love to support you in this process, but regardless, do not do this alone. Make sure that you surround yourself with a coach a mentor a community of people that are really committed to growing across the board, mentally, physically, and spiritually. All right. The last thing I want to leave you with is this, this verse from scripture. I think it's so powerful. It's Proverbs 29, 25. It says the fear of man, brings a snare, a trap essentially. But whoever trusts and put his confidence in the Lord will be exalted and safe. Let me say that a different way. Fear of other people, fear of man, fear of people's uh, opinions of us, right? Fear of their approval is a trap. And whoever puts our trust in God, whoever puts our confidence in God and something greater than man, because man is always going to let us down. Mankind will always fall short. But if we can put our faith and our trust in God who created us and God who is alive in us, you know, then the Lord, whoever does that will be exalted. And the word exalted means will be lifted up, right? We will be lifted up. The status will come, the platform will come, the leadership opportunities will come, the promotion will come, we'll be lifted up, not only physically in the physical, but also in our spirit. We won't be depressed and heavy, but we will feel lighter and we will be safe protected. I do believe that as we shift our gaze from worshiping people and people's opinions of us and being defined by this codependent snare and trap, and we shift our gaze back on God, our creator, the one who loves us, the one who really defines us, right? He knows everything about you, every hair on your head, every, every single thing, every desire in your heart. As we start to put our worth and our value and our confidence back in him and what he has to say about us. And we really get to know what that is. I mean, I'm going to tell you like The lifting up is real. I can attest to it. I can witness it in my own life. And that feeling of being protected, you're under this divine protection and divine covering. And you don't feel so exposed out in the wilderness, left alone to the wolves, looking over your back, wondering if you're going to get eaten alive anymore because you're not going alone, right? You are not the source. The weight of the world is not on your shoulders. Instead, you're under the protection of something greater than you which is a beautiful place to be. And truly, I believe that every leader, if we want to do something amazing, we've got to also be the great at following the King of Kings, right? The creator, the grand architect of all the things, <laughs> the, re- the source of all the resources that we need. So I want to leave you with that. I want to thank you for joining me today. If this resonated with you, Pass this message along to somebody else who needs to hear this message. If you're not on our list, make sure that you head on over to the links below, opt in, get on the list. We have all kinds of programs and live events and things happening. Our women's retreat is coming up August 18th through 21 in uh, Seaside, Florida, just for women. It's a weekend of being cherished, being held, unleashing and uncovering more of your feminine beauty and essence. Ladies, we are designed to operate different than men. And so, Come have a new relationship with your body, a new relationship with the feminine. Activate your voice. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful weekend. You could check out the details for that. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely, leading courageously in the untamed life. Next week, we will talk about fierce independence. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.